Welcome to Mindfully Meg. I'm Meg. It is by no accident that you are here, whether it's pure love and appreciation, you're my friend or family listening, thank you, or it's by divine intervention, fate, that you're listening to this episode or this podcast, whole series is just for you. So welcome. I'm happy to have you. So here we are. I'm guessing you're wondering how did I get here? Here on the other side of this microphone talking to you. As Albert Einstein has said, the only source of knowledge is experience. And I guess my life experience have led me here. He also said, once we accept our limits, we go beyond them. And isn't that what we're all here to do? To figure out what our limits are, to test them, and keep moving, to go beyond them, to be better versions of ourselves. He also said, never give up on what you really want to do. The person with big dreams is more powerful than the one with all the facts. Let me read that again. Remember this man, Albert Einstein. Remember his intellectual caliber. And he said this. He chose to say this instead of some scientific fact. So it had to have been imp- important, right? Never give up on what you really want to do. The person with big dreams is more powerful than the one with all the facts. So are you this person living your big dream? Or maybe you haven't yet. If not, let this be your little seed to plant within yourself, yourself. Perhaps take the time to look within and figure out what is your big dream and if you're already living it. So I guess you can say that's why I'm here. Part of it is because of my life experiences and another one, this is a dream of mine. Albert Einstein also said, a person starts to live when he can live outside himself. A person starts to live when he can live outside himself. And I guess that's what you can say I'm doing through this podcast. This is part of my pursuit and my journey of starting to help others, starting to live outside myself to pay it forward, the same way as those who have helped me on my own journey. So where did my journey start? (laughs) My journey started in the Midwest, born and raised in the comforting arms of Christianity. I remember my dad would tickle my back, scratch it to sleep as he prayed the Catholic rosary over us while I fell asleep. And my mom, I remember, she wasn't Catholic, we would go to the Methodist church every Sunday and I would sit in that Sunday church pew listening to sermon after sermon while some resonated with me and others didn't. I just remembered thinking that there has to be more than life more to life than this, right? This small town, there has to be bigger dreams, 
bigger cities, bigger things. I remember one afternoon, <laughs> back when Oprah Winfrey had her show, it was a thing. I would get home from school sometimes and be my mom home. And for whatever reason, I probably should have been watching cartoons, Saved by the Bell, Disney, who knows, but this is my divine intervention moment, Oprah. I often watched her. I remember in this episode, she was interviewing someone, though I can't remember who it was. So I probably could Google it. And they both had this enlightenment, this epiphany. And she said, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. We are not physical beings having a spiritual experience or something to the sort. It just stuck with me. It was like a light bulb went off in my head. It was like a new perspective that I had not heard before. I knew I couldn't understand everything at that young age, but I just couldn't sit there without this feeling like I just had to explore more. So let me read that again. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. We are not physical beings having a spiritual experience. Later, I went off to college and out of state university, a large state school, and I found myself in the Bible Belt of the United States in Oklahoma, where there is basically a church on every corner. And I found Craig Groeschel at Life Church. Now, I started going to Sunday church probably to keep me grounded in all the craziness, the newness that I had been exploring in college, right? Something needed to keep me sane besides the schoolwork. So Pastor Craig Groeschel with this other man created the Bible app that everyone now has available on their iPhones as a free resource back then showing my age a little bit. I mean, apps were a new thing. I appreciated Pastor Craig helping me step out of the traditional fundamentalist Christian teaching that I had been taught. I remember one sermon he was teaching that it is not about the rules of Christianity, but it is about your relationship with God. And so that experience gave me a whole nother new perspective and another light bulb went off. It's no longer about the rules. It's about your relationship. And that gave me such a relief. Through Pastor Craig, he introduced us to a younger, vibrant, charismatic, more inclusive, diverse preacher named Stephen Furtick. <laughs> I still enjoy watching him to this day. I really do love his sermons. If you guys um, are interested, check him out. But he was able to break the Bible up even more and make it more applicable to life, even about how powerful our thoughts were. And I guess you can say this is where I started combining the two worlds. So I was offered this promotion to move to Houston. 
I begrudgingly accepted this offer. And for about a year, I had to work remotely in Oklahoma and then remotely in Houston. I had to juggle every other week. And it wasn't like my company paid for me to fly every week. Every week I was driving eight hours one way and then eight hours the next way. So I spent a lot of time in the car. And as you can imagine, I was looking for anything and everything to entertain me on these drives. So here came in Stephen Furtick. And then one day through... I guess I might have been researching thought and how thought is in prayer. Who knows? Um, this movie called The Secret was recommended to me on Netflix and I watched it. And it forever changed my life. And it just basically reiterated the power of our thoughts and the law of attraction and how to manifest things in our life. Here's another light bulb that went off in my experience. So on these long drives, I started then blending the two, Christianity and metaphysics. And it was almost like someone had explained to me how prayer worked. And we can get into that more detail in later episodes. But basically, I was like, well, prayer is a thought thoughts are a vibration vibrations are emitted as a frequency to the universe it goes out there it comes back cool right it was then later after researching more about the secret and law of attraction that i came across esther hicks and oprah winfrey actually interviewed esther hicks And I found this YouTube. I remember listening to it on one of my drives. And you might have to dig this up because this is a pretty old interview. And I really don't know how I came across it. I would like to say this is also another divine intervention moment. Regardless, Oprah's interviewing Esther because Esther was really the original creator of the new craze of The Secret. She really didn't get credit for it in the movie or the books. And Oprah had asked Esther if she was upset that she wasn't making money or mentioned, and she said she wasn't. She said that this was for the good of the whole planet, the whole consciousness and the conscious collective, so she actually wasn't upset. In this interview with Oprah, Esther talks about how She kind of got into meditation and then she got into this meditative state where she's able to access this other form of consciousness. Now this gets super weird and super creepy in this interview, but I found it fascinating. So this other form of consciousness, consciousness you could say, is like multiple consciousness, like multiple souls, shall we say. She couldn't describe it as male or female, right? She couldn't describe it as one or many, but so she just named it Abraham, Abraham Hicks. And he laughed. I thought that was so appropriate, Abraham, being a name in the Bible. Abraham has many sons. And so I thought, (laughs) this is the irony. And in this interview, 
I remember thinking that this is the weirdest, creepiest, fascinating thing I'd ever heard. She went into this meditative state to be with Abraham. And it was like as if she was downloading and accessing this universal knowledge. What she says is from source. Source meaning creator or God. She refers to it as source so as not to offend any religion or denomination. But here was another light bulb, another experience that had gone off in my head. So I started surviving week after week, driving off of Stephen Furtick and Abraham Hicks, and I eventually found myself in a Barnes and Noble in Houston and going through and finding all of the Esther Hicks books on Abraham and just this whole thing of law of attraction and manifestation and how our thoughts travel, things like that. Just to, um, I guess, pass the time and just really trying to figure out what is it all in this life. So years back, I remember my mom, she was having sciatic nerve pain. And she was in this desperate need for relief, so desperate that she went to seek, seek out Chinese acupuncture. So if you know my mom at the time, the fact that she was even open to alternative medicine was huge. Huge. As they say. She introduced me to Dr. Kitty. Dr. Kitty then became part of my journey as well. She helped me with an experience and another light bulb. It was the first time I'd ever had Chinese acupuncture. And she'll tell you they have to have so many more hours than American acupuncture. And I think she says, you know, that's how people get lungs punctured, you know, irresponsibly and things like that. So we can go into that more in the, you know, the episode of acupuncture, but Regardless, the first time I had her put needles in my body, the needle doesn't hurt, but the energy that shoots out from it, it's like a zinger. It's it's so cool. And my mind was just reeling about how she would push and be like, oh, that organ is associated to that emotion. That's trapped. What are you so angry about? Things like that. And then this was one of my first introductions into the mind-body-soul connection. Previously, I was taught that they're kind of like separate entities. So here it was, another experience, another light bulb, another level up. Dr. Kitty eventually came to Houston and introduced me to Dr. Betsy. Finally, I had somewhere to get Chinese acupuncture in the city, and I had been really selective about who I was going to let do that, so I was so relieved that Dr. Kitty knew someone. Dr. Betsy taught me even more about my trapped emotion and energy and experiences manifesting in my physical body. She encouraged me so much to start working on my relationships with some of my family and just really taking a look at myself. So later, 
Betsy came to me and told me that she has this friend in town from California. She'd really like me to meet her because she's helped other clients of hers. So I was like, sure, go for it. So Dr. Betsy introduces me to Mitra. Mitra is clairsentient, which we'll get into on later episodes, what the clairs are. And with that, I had one such session with Mitra and it changed my life. I was like any girl that came across someone that was psychic. And I was like, oh, who am I going to get married to? Am I going to have kids? Blah, blah, right? And she read to me a past life that I had with someone else. And for the first time ever that had ever happened to me, and when she did it, I was like, there is no way she can be making this up. It was so specific and detailed in the fact that it registered within me. This part of me that I didn't know existed, it felt true. When she said it to me, hearing it, it it invoked so much emotion with me. It was like, oh, that explains so much. Another light bulb had went off for me, another level, another experience. And so it was as if I awakened this portion of myself that had been unheard. And I just thought there has to be something to this too. There has to be more to explore. So I kept in touch with Mitra and session after session She counseled me and coached me and still does to this day. We have doctors that fix us physically. We have psychologists that fix us mentally. But who helps us or coaches us on the soul, on the spirit? That's what I want to be like. I want to be like Mitra, I want to be a coach, I want to be a counselor to help others heal. Mitra helped me look at different parts of my life that I had avoided or hadn't dealt with. Parts that I didn't know that I had been suppressing. She was helping me heal myself. And with that, I hope to help other people heal their selves. Mitra has taught me about physics, metaphysics, psychics, chakras. I mean, the list goes on and we'll get into those details later. Those experiences, leaving you little teasers here. You'll find them all in future episodes. But realizing these old experiences and bringing them up and talking and actually moving the energy They say you can't go around it, can't go over it. I think it's like a childhood jump roping song. You must go through it. These painful experiences, we would have to go through it. And I encourage you to because it feels so good on the other side once you move the energy. It's like this great release that has been lifted off of your shoulders that no longer holds you. And that's what I hope that this podcast does for some of you. I hope it might help other people reach their next level. That there might be something new that you discover 
to uncover with yourself. Going through the work on myself, Maitre helped me to realize that I didn't actually love myself. It sounds weird, right? It was weird to me. I thought I was funny, thought I was pretty smart, had a great job, have a lot going for me. I'm not too bad looking. (laughs) But did I actually love myself? And I didn't. And I didn't even know it. And she helped me wake up to that journey to finally be able to tell myself I love myself. It is this elation that I've never experienced this high. It was like I had superpowers. And let me tell you, it was after a lot of work and I'll talk about that. But once I felt that, this gift, I just told myself I have to help other people to this. What a gift those of you have if you still have your self-love from the day you were born. Some of us were are unconscious, don't even realize that we don't or we do. So don't take it for granted if you are those people that are already in your own self-love. But for those of us that didn't know or are just now becoming aware, I'm just here to help you help you heal yourself on your own journey. So I'm excited about what we're going to be getting into and these future episodes. And I just wanted to share a highlight, an overview of how I got to this point. This point on the other side of this microphone is never a point to try to convince you of anything one way or another. It is simply to plant a seed within you. You get to decide how it fits, how it sits with your inner self, and if it's for you. Regardless, it's just a moment to look within a moment for yourself. Remember yourself with a capital S. So I thank you so much for giving me this time today and I hope discussing a little bit of how I got here gives you a little more comfortability with me. So thank you so much and for those of you that are on your own journey, just remember you are not alone. You're never alone. You may feel alone physically, but you're never alone emotionally or spiritually. And you can always reach me via my Instagram at a journey to our self. And I purposely said our because we're not alone. We are in this together. So thanks again for listening. I'm Mindfully Meg.